Welcome to People, Places, Planet Pod, the official podcast of the Environmental Law Institute, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization working to ensure a healthy environment, prosperous economies, and vibrant communities founded on the rule of law. Well, welcome to the Environmental Disruptor Podcast brought to you by the Environmental Law Institute in Washington, D.C. I'm Dave Rajeski, and I direct the Technology, Innovation, and Environment Program at EDLI. Today, we're talking to Jay Kiesling, a professor of chemical and bioengineering at the University of California, Berkeley. Jay's uh, led a team of researchers who have been able to engineer common brewer's yeast to produce many of the active compounds normally derived from the cannabis plants. So, uh, I, I was trying to think about this, and I, I sort of thought about it as getting weed without the weed, uh, which is, a pre- I think, a pretty significant breakthrough. But why don't we start just by talking about how this is done? I think most people, and I, I will include myself in this, that we think of yeast as a, an additive to beer or to bread, but somehow you've managed to turn the, the yeast into a, almost a programmable production platform for a very high-value cash crop. And maybe it would help just to go through how this works and, and what are some of the advantages of microbial production versus using the cannabis plant. So the way this works is we took the genes out of cannabis that's responsible for producing the enzymes that produce cannabinoids things like THC and CBD. We put those genes into yeast as well as some genes from other organisms so that yeast could produce either THC or CBD or many other cannabinoids rather than producing ethanol. Then you brew this yeast just like you'd brew it to produce uh, beer or wine, grow it up on sugar, But instead of producing alcohol, it produces the cannabinoid of interest, either THC or CBD or uh, whatever else uh, we have engineered it to produce. The reasons to to do this are manyfold. First, you can get pure cannabinoid. If you think about cannabis, it contains many different cannabinoids. They contain THC and they contain CBD as well as up to 100 other different cannabinoids. And getting a very pure molecule from cannabis is difficult because you have to purify it away from all the other components that are in the plant. When we engineer yeast to produce these cannabinoids, they produce the exact molecule, either THC or CBD or some other cannabinoid. The other, another reason is cost. Um, it's expensive to grow cannabis in Um, greenhouses, say for pharmaceutical ingredients, it's even expensive to grow it on farms because there's a lot of manual labor in clipping the bugs to buds to extract uh, the molecule of interest, the cannabinoid. With yeast, we can grow it up in tanks. And when we grow it up in tanks, it's very inexpensive to do, much cheaper than uh, growing cannabis in greenhouses or even in the field. And then I think the final reason is around regulation. Um, In many countries, cannabinoids, and in many parts of the U.S., cannabinoids are no longer legal. Um, It's difficult to control cannabis. Anybody with uh, sunlight and dirt can, can, can grow cannabis. In contrast, when you have a yeast fermentation, we can build into this engineered yeast controls um, around so that uh, a normal uh, person can't grow the yeast easily uh, at home or even in a laboratory. Let's talk a little bit about um, what might be some of the energy or environmental gains. Obviously, I mean, commercial marijuana 
cultivation tends to be very resource intensive. There's energy for lighting and cooling. You've got water, nutrients, pesticide, odor problems. So and what you've done could be an incredible game changer. I mean, do you have any sense of what the sort of the environmental advantages might be? Obviously, it's yeast. I'm assuming you have to feed it sugar. Uh, there may be some other energy requirements. But my sense is it has to be significantly, maybe orders of magnitude, of uh, improvement in terms of, of normal cultivation, especially indoor cultivation? Great question. So, um, one, we think that the energy use for uh, producing cannabinoids using our engineered yeast will be uh, much less than using cannabis. As I mentioned, about 3% of California's electricity goes to producing cannabinoids, and primarily it's for lighting. Um, you won't need that lighting um, for fermentation. You'll need just some stirring of the fermenters, and this is uh, not so energy-consuming. Um, so there'll be a lot less energy used, um, and it, as a result, it'll be better for the environment. Additionally, there will be a lot less waste produced, um, and that waste uh, has some severe environmental consequences. So just a, a question. I was trying to imagine how you came up with this idea. My vision is that you, a bunch of you were sort of sitting in front of a whiteboard and decided, oh, we can actually produce cannabinoids with yeast. Uh, but <clears throat> maybe it wasn't that easy. Several reasons to focus on cannabis. One, cannabinoids are being investigated as therapies for human disease. Uh, CBD was recently approved as a therapeutic for childhood um, epilepsy. Uh, THC is, is widely used uh, by people, and there are, as I mentioned, uh, approximately 100 other cannabinoids, and it's very difficult to investigate them because they're produced in too small amount in cannabis in order to investigate their medicinal properties. So, uh, you know, I think the first is um, there's just a lot of interest in cannabinoids around medicine. Um, there's also interest in uh, recreation. And uh, there are a lot of beverage companies exploring uh, beverages that might contain CBD or THC or both. And with this yeast, we could produce these um, molecules. I'd say the second reason that we went after these is really around the pathway. Um, the pathway has uh, been recently elucidated. Um, when we tried to put it into yeast, there was a challenge in that um, it was very difficult to express one of the enzymes. It wouldn't function, and so the pathway wasn't functional. So we had to go back into cannabis and find um, this critical step in the pathway. So I guess it's it's mainly twofold. One, the pathway was there, and we looked at it. We said we could do it. And two, the huge amount of interest in cannabinoids right now in the U.S. and around the world. Uh, you mentioned that you, you've licensed or you've spun out a small firm. Can you talk a little bit about that firm? Yeah. So um, the near-term objectives are uh, to produce uh, a key cannabinoid uh, or two that can be um, uh, formulated into consumer products uh, or into therapies um, and get out to people as, as soon as possible. You know, longer-term um, – Demetrix will be producing a range of cannabinoids um, and maybe even testing new uh, therapeutics. We showed that using this pathway, you could produce unnatural cannabinoids as well as the natural ones. And some of these might be great therapies, but they're 
going to require a significant amount of testing, and that takes time. So over the long term, uh, we will uh, be testing these um, and p- potentially even producing therapeutic- therapeutics. Yeah, I mean, the economic argument seems relatively obvious and overwhelming. I mean, I, it's hard to, to, to actually figure out an exact number, but I've heard there's probably a dozen to two dozen other <clears throat> research teams working on uh, similar kinds of bioengineering approaches. I mean, what's what's different about what you've done? We were the first ones to publish a paper demonstrating the full pathway in yeast. Um, I think that many of these efforts might be similar to the ones that we um, approached and that we published on, but we're the first to do it. Um, I will mention again that um, in the the pathway that was described in the literature, um, there was a critical enzyme um, that wouldn't function inside yeast. Um, it's called a parental transferase. And so uh, we uh, had to go back into uh, cannabis and discover that parental transferase um, in order to get the pathway functioning in yeast. And if these other firms don't have it, um, then it will be difficult for them to get a yeast to produce the cannabinoids. There might be other routes, but they'll have to discover those. And of course, we patented um, the yeast that we built as well as that critical enzyme in the pathway. What about uh, sort of inputs to food and beverages? I mean, I can imagine if I was a large food and beverage company, this, this would be very attractive, simply the fact that you're able to control the quality of the output. We're looking at all markets. One of the advantages of this technology is that we can produce very pure uh, molecules. We can produce very pure cannabinoids. And that has huge advantages when you're formulating these into therapies as well as into food and beverages and into cosmetics because the consumer will then get to know exactly uh, – will, will know exactly what they're getting. And that's really important for the consumer. It would greatly expand uh, the market opportunities. You know, right now uh, we're looking at the states that have legalized uh, marijuana – uh, and Canada and other countries that have legalized it. But uh, if uh, the U.S. as a whole legalized it, it would open up an enormous market. Well, as you know, the legality in the U.S. will be difficult to predict. Um, but, Jay, thank you for sh- sort of sharing, the, I think, both the discovery, which is very exciting, and, and also some of the potential for it. Uh, again, thanks for taking some time. Thank you also to our listeners. Please stay tuned to hear more from startups, businesses, and government who are driving environmental performance. Thank you for tuning in to People, Places, Planet Pod, brought to you by the Environmental Law Institute. We would like to hear from you, so please send us your questions, comments, and ideas to podcast at eli.org. And if you're interested in learning more about our work, attending one of our events, reading our publications, or becoming a member, please visit our website at www.eli.org.